Carlo Coach ready to step into the unknown in New Mexico. Article by Kieran Murphy. A young rugby coach from Carlo is breaking into the unknown after taking up a coaching job with New Mexico Techs in Sirocco, New Mexico. The town has a population of over 8,000 people, while the university, which specialises in science and engineering research, caters for over 1,500 students. 26-year-old Garo Dunbar qualified in IT Carlo with a degree in sports management in rugby. Before he left for America, he had been a club community rugby officer, a CCRO, with Leinster. The move abroad may not have been as daunting for him as it would have been for others. His family had gone to live in Las Vegas, Nevada in 2004, but came back to Ireland in 2012. While they were in America, both he and his brother Rory had become involved with the sport of lacrosse. On their return, they kept their interest going and were capped by Ireland, and were still heavily involved with the national team before Covid. There were a number of reasons for Garrod to go to America. Primarily, his girlfriend Mallory is American. I have dual citizenship. She only had American citizenship, so we did long distance for three years. I finished my contract with Leinster as a CCRO. My plan was to go to America. I wanted to coach college rugby, and there are only a very few colleges in Ireland. In America, rugby is a new sport and is up and coming. Women's rugby, in particular, is getting very big, he explained. He headed to Las Vegas, where he picked up a bar job on the Strip. He was only there two weeks when he applied for the coaching job in New Mexico, Tex. He didn't really expect it to go any further, but he got the interview and was subsequently offered a position in the college. They called me on a Friday, went down on Monday and got the job. From the highly populated Las Vegas to a small town in the middle of nowhere, Garrod was unfazed about the change. There was also something else he had to get used to. It is where the US used to drop their nuclear bombs. The college I am now at is a testing site for the US Army and the Air Force. We have contact with the US Air Force and at night there are tracers blowing up in the mountains. The doors would shake and the windows would rattle in the house when they are testing explosives, he says. Because of the mining school, the students get hand-on explosive testing. It is one of the few mining schools in the country where the students are out practicing. And what are they mining? What do you want mined? They will mine it for you. Mainly mineral mining. Petroleum engineering is massive. The college caters for both men's and women's rugby. He looks after both. The new man has had to challenge the culture too. The team has been around since the 70s. It was a club team associated with the college. It used to be called the Pygmies. They had good teams in the early 2000s, but they never did anything with them. They never competed against other colleges. It was all about the party and the party after the match. The new coach immediately put his own stamp on rugby in the college. He set standards and set goals for the team and the players. He changed the image, which included introducing new logos and jerseys. He recalls the first match he was involved in with the college. It was against the New Mexico Highlands, who, the season before, had won the national championship and beat the New Mexico Tech 120-5. Leading up to that match, I didn't know that. I hadn't been told, Garrod recalled.
Twenty minutes in, we were up by two tries, and their coach was freaking out. I didn't know why. Suddenly, all these starters were taken off, and these other lads were thrown in. I noticed these lads looked more athletic than the lads who were on the field. We ended up losing by a last-minute penalty. For us, it was a celebration, as if we had won the World Cup. Garrod could understand their jubilation. It was a massive achievement, both physically and psychologically. In the division they are now in, they are winning matches and winning them well. Of course, all that was before Covid. The 13th of March was when we were told we couldn't play rugby anymore. We started back last week, March the 13th, to the day. Regarding the pandemic, the smaller population has proved the advantage of the university. There were only two positive cases in one week last week, and combined with the local effort, the college has worked hard to suppress the virus. The gym has scanners doing temperature checks. New Mexico is one of the strictest states. A Democrat state, which pretty much stopped everything, shut everything down. Dunbar is working on many fronts to promote rugby in the area. He has recruited a Uruguayan and an Italian player. Being Irish, I think it gets me into a lot of doors I shouldn't get in. We have secured a $20,000 scholarship for rugby. Highlands are rivals, and I'm after taking three of their players. One of them is a Namibian under-20 international player. I will more than likely lose him around World Cup time when he plays on their senior team. Even in the short time that Garrod has been in New Mexico, he has helped to improve the profile. The college is a side to be taken seriously on the rugby field. We have just been invited to go to the National Sevens Championships. Tech is not known for its sport, but we are trying to change that. Rugby is a weird sport, and many Americans don't know about it. We are pretty good. We played the Air Force B side and beat them pretty well. They are professional soldiers training every day, and we hockeyed them. Getting the word out there is what we are at now. Come to Tech if you want to play rugby. Most of my players, when they leave college, don't have to look for work. They already have stuff lined up. The co-founder of Xbox graduated from here, revealed Garrod. He is in the college on a two-year trial basis. He and his girlfriend live just 45 minutes away from Albuquerque, where they socialise at the weekend. He plays golf and works out in the college gym. He says a certain former teacher in Carlo won't mind hearing that. There is an 18-hole course on campus. Pat Ahern in Carlo would be proud of me taking up the golf, he jokes. He keeps an eye on how things are going at home. The former Carlo player watched Ireland's matches in the Six Nations. He likes what he is doing now and isn't looking any further for the moment. I'm not going to be a millionaire doing it. The only stress I have is the stress I bring on myself. I wouldn't have it any other way, he says happily. Bailey named on Irish team. Article by Kieran Murphy. Owen Bailey, a member of Carlow Road Cycling Club, has been selected on the Irish team to take part in the European Sprint Duathlon Championships, ages 35 to 39, which takes place in Romania in the first week of July. He has also been selected to go to the World Championships in Amsterdam in September. It has been a long, hard road to get to this stage. While out cycling with the Carlo Club in late 2019, he was involved in an accident with a car. 
Any plans he had at the time had to be shelved, as he subsequently underwent a series of knee operations. Thankfully, he has made a full recovery, but then COVID hit. Regards training, it was a question of improvising with the support of the organising body. The plan before the accident was to go and try and do duathlons, explained Owen. Once I got over the first operation, the goal was to go in March last year for the Europeans, but with the knee operation it didn't happen. I decided to try and go again, but with no competitions going ahead, we had to give split times to try Ireland to see whether they would be good enough to qualify for the Europeans. The nature of the duathlon, a 5k run, 20k bike and a 3k run, made the qualification process and the training schedule somewhat manageable. I had to submit times for 10k and 5k runs, power for 20 minutes, power for an hour. That sort of stuff, said Owen, who is continuing with his training and building up his stamina all the time. It hasn't sunk in yet. There has been no competitions. It isn't as if I have won a competition to qualify. The guy who won it last year can run a 5k in 15 minutes. That is international level, high level stuff. Some of these guys are professional, but we will give it a go. The 5k rule during the restrictions meant he knows the roads around his house really well at this stage. Yet he is aware Covid could end his hope of representing his country later in the year. I got an email from Try Ireland advising not to book anything yet, and if I do, to make sure it is refundable just in case it doesn't go ahead. In my own head I cannot get too excited. It is not like any other year. You don't know. It could be cancelled the week before, says Owen, who will fund the cost of the trips himself. Originally from New Ross, but is married and living in Carlow, Owen teaches in Temple Carrig in Greystones in Dublin. Between his accident and the pandemic, a lot has happened in 18 months. Trained by Martin Miskaczki from Poland, who is living in Ireland for many years now and is a coach of the Irish Olympic team, Owen is back in a routine now and, like everyone else, is hoping life will return to normal as soon as possible. It's Rachel's world, and we're all just living in it. Brilliant Blackmore elevates herself to level of Irish sporting icon after dominating Cheltenham Festival. Article by Kieran Murphy. Rachel Blackmore, leading jockey at the Cheltenham Festival with six victories and the first lady jockey to win the champion hurdle, is still trying to come down to earth after one of the most memorable racing weeks of all time. Only Ruby Walsh has written more winners than Blackmore at a single Cheltenham festival. While Henry de Bromhead had an unprecedented treble, training the winners of the champion hurdle, Honeysuckle, the Queen Mother champion chase, put the kettle on, and the Gold Cup, Manila Indo, it was Blackmore's exploits that were the talking point of the festival. Not even the behind-closed-doors aspect of the meeting could detract from the achievements of both Blackmore and Bromhead. I have been overwhelmed. It is incredible. Hard to comprehend it all, to be honest. A fantastic week over in Cheltenham. A great week for all the Irish, not just me. Big winners for Henry de Bromhead. A fantastic week for him as well, said Blackmore, who is from Killinall, but is living in Lachlan Bridge. Never one to try and hog the limelight, the leading jockey pointed to the Waterford trainer and his glorious treble. 
In fact, with six winners in total, De Bromhead was picked on countback for leading trainer of the festival by Willie Mullins, who provided the jockey with two of her successes on Alaho, the Ryanair Chase, and Sir Gerhard, the champion bumper. It is an incredible training performance to do what Henry did. One and two in the Gold Cup, he produced Honeysuckle for the champion hurdle. She is unbeaten. He is a phenomenal trainer, and I am very lucky to be associated with him, said Blackmore. Not surprisingly, her victory on the mare Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle was the highlight of the week for Blackmore. It is a race every jockey would love to win. Riding Honeysuckle as well, she was favourite. There was an extra bit of pressure there. Relief more than anything, and just pure joy and elation that you are now a champion hurdle winning jockey, agreed Rachel. Her front-running tactics on Alaho, trained by Willie Mullins in the Ryanair chase on Thursday, saw her burn off all her rivals with only five finishers out of 13 starters. Riding for the likes of Willie Mullins and Henry de Bromhead makes life a lot easier over there. I am lucky to be associated with both of them. Alaho was a great thrill. He really jumped from fence to fence and really relished stepping back in trip. There were lows as well. On Wednesday, sandwiched between her success on Bob Ollinger in the Ballymore Novice Hurdle and the last race on Sir Gerhard, she parted company with three mounts when she was unseated twice and fell once. Expectation by connections is sometimes not realised. Owners are very understanding. It is a horse race. You can only do your best. These things happen in racing, unfortunately. In general, they are very understanding, explained Rachel. She was back in Ireland on Saturday, riding Mythbuster for the Bromhead to victory in Thurlis, but came away without a win in Downpatrick on Sunday. Going into this week, she is only five winners, that's 90 to 85, behind Paul Townsend on the leading jockey's table for the season. She says she hasn't had time to think about that. To be honest, I am still only trying to draw breath after the last few days. Now, Rachel Blackmore holds a unique place in Irish racing history. Barring injury, she is going to win a lot more. She is a special talent. Perhaps it is appropriate the spelling of her Christian name is slightly different. Yeah, there is an extra A there. I think I am called after one of my distant relations. I must ask my mother again. I know someone in my family history spelt their name that way, and that is the reason, she explains.